0: This morning, it's a privilege once again for me to, to introduce a, a a man who's been the last couple of years. Just we've had a growing friendship. I I, I appreciate the gifts that he brings uh, to our body. He's used a lot uh, of times on our Wednesday night services uh, in our Equip series, and uh, we've asked him to come and share a word with us today about why Christmas matters. Uh, Christmas matters in our life. And so I want you to welcome uh, our friend uh, to the platform. Welcome Ryan Mobley today as he comes to share the word. Well, good morning. It is a joy to be here. And uh, it is just, man, this this whole message of what we're looking at today and the songs that we've seen has just been a... Uh, a thing I have particularly needed this week and this morning, I pray it 's been a blessing on you as well. so today might be a little different than the the the, the style I usually bring, but Um, But I think uh, the Lord has something for each and every one of us uh, this morning. I'm going to ask you all to stand. If you have a Bible, uh, you can open. We'll have scriptures on the screen. We're actually going to be looking at a number of scriptures this morning that we're just going to all read uh, right now. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Will do this. And then in Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. For he shall save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means God with us. And then in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And from the fullness of his grace, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side, and he, Jesus, has made him known. It's the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you and we are so thankful for your presence for the powerful word that you have given us Lord I pray this morning that we have a very acute sense of your presence and all that it means and all that it means for this Christmas season we submit ourselves to you We pray this in Christ's name, amen. Please be seated. Think for a moment of the most impactful, life-altering, significant times of your life. My guess is that these moments do not center around an event or an activity Or a gift that was received that might have been the situation, but those things are not what made the moment significant. The most significant times in our lives centers around the presence of another person. Think about if uh, you have achieved an athletic competition with your teammates. Maybe you have achieved a business success with your partners. Think of the first time you laid eyes on your future spouse and then your wedding day with that person. The moment your children were born and the first time you held that precious little life in your arms. Those are the significant moments. Those are the impactful moments. Those are the life-altering moments. Conversely, the most hurtful times in our lives involves the loss of a relationship. When the presence of another is removed, or the presence of another is non-existent. Maybe this has happened through death. Maybe this has happened through betrayal. Maybe this has happened through abandonment. Maybe this has happened through a broken promise. You see, significant moments, life-changing moments, life-sustaining moments, moments always have to do with presence, With one person giving themselves to another. With one person being there for another. You see, Christmas matters because it is the recognition and the celebration Of God giving the world himself. God seeing our need and seeing our mess and seeing our lostness and seeing our sin. And God saying, I see that need. I see their need. So I will go there. I will wrap myself up in flesh. I will live the perfect life that I demand. I will dwell among them and love and laugh and cry and hurt and heal. I will go to them because they cannot come to me. They can't do it on their own. They don't know the way. But I am the way. They they need someone to lead them. So I will lead them. They will not desire to come on their own. Someone needs to draw them. So I will draw them. So when he came, It meant that the time for proxies, for representatives, and for spokespeople is over. The time for just hearing the word of the Lord spoken by prophets is done. The time to see the word made flesh is now here. And this word Jesus Christ is full of grace and full of truth. Jesus is full of truth. He fulfills all truth. He fulfills the law. He has done what we are utterly unable to do to keep the whole truth, to keep the whole law of God. In the beginning, in the garden, when our first parents, Adam and Eve, enjoyed a world without sin and enjoyed the direct presence of God, they couldn't keep one rule. Don't eat from that one tree for death will follow. Instead, our first parents listened to a lie, a lie that promised them life And a lie that promised them that they would be like God. And a lie that ushered in sin and death to the world and broke our relationship with Father God. Our first parents couldn't keep one rule. Generations later, the people of God were under a horrible yoke of slavery. So God sent a deliverer. The man Moses. To lead the people out of Egypt to the promised land. A land figuratively described as flowing with milk and honey. A good land. A sweet land. And Moses led them out on the heels of earth-shaking miracles of God. And led them to the foot of a mountain called Sinai. And Moses went up the mountain and received ten rules. And by the time Moses came down, the people of God who had just been delivered from a horrible yoke of slavery were engaged in terrible idolatry and sensuality. And upon Moses seeing this, he threw down the stone tablets and shattered them on the ground. And the ten rules were broken before they were even shared with the people. And that marked them as a rebellious and stiff-necked people that ultimately led them to 40 long years of wandering and waiting to enter the promised land. And during this time of wandering and during this time of waiting, more laws were given. 613 laws to be exact. 248 laws of what we should do and 365 laws of what we shouldn't. And we never had a prayer in keeping any of them. Because when we break one law, Scripture says, we are guilty of breaking them all. Because the breaking of one law shows that we don't trust God and his ways. We trust the way that we think or we feel that life should be lived. We continue to believe the lie. That our first parents did. But Jesus is full of truth. Jesus perfectly kept the law. Jesus perfectly fulfilled the law as he dwelt among us. And upon our faith in Jesus, his Righteousness, His perfect righteousness, His complete obedience and fulfillment of the law is credited to us. Jesus is also full of grace. He is full of all that grace entails, full of mercy and forgiveness. Through grace, Jesus blesses us with what we do not deserve. Through mercy, he takes away our punishment that is justly deserved. Jesus is full of grace. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is the conscious choice to not hold another sin against them, to release them. It is not simply forgetting the sin that was committed. It is remembering the sin that was committed and being fully aware of its effects and its consequences, and yet, and yet, still not holding it against them. We we love to receive forgiveness. We love when our sins, our shortcomings, and our selfishness will not be held against us by others, by those that we love. And yet, we do not love having to give it, for we know and feel And have to deal with the effects and the hurts and the consequences of the sin against us that we are forgiving. It's a terrible tension we live in. But Jesus, but Jesus forgives fully and perfectly. He ultimately did this on the cross bearing the weight of the sin on the world hanging on the cross and looking at people who put in there and saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But, but Jesus also did this through his life and through his ministry. Jesus would forgive people Sometimes Jesus would forgive them before he would heal them. Jesus would verbally say to people, Your sins are forgiven. And he would physically show his forgiveness to sinners by giving them his presence. Jesus through his forgiveness and through his presence dissolves away the distance that sin and unforgiveness creates. When there is sin in a relationship, when there is unforgiveness in a relationship, there is distance. And forgiveness dissolves that. You see, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and was full of grace and truth. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. God, the Son, incarnated Himself on earth. In the person of Jesus the Christ. No one has ever seen the Father. Scripture says that we read today. For if one looked directly at God, one would surely die. For God told Moses that no one can see my face and live. But through Jesus, we see God. Through Jesus, we see God clearly. Jesus told his disciple Philip that anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. You see, Jesus, the word made flesh, What Jesus does is provide for us a filter. Provides for us a veil that we may see and behold the glory of God. Much like the filters that many of us used just a couple months ago during the eclipse, you cannot. Look on the sun directly and have it go well for you. You need a filter to behold that glory. Jesus provides us that filter for the glory of God, which is why we sing veiled in flesh the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man With men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. That is why we sing that. His name, his title is Emmanuel. God with us. God. With us, God, perfect, holy, 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 full of glory, all knowing, all powerful, ever present, limitless, eternal, infinite divine God with. Not above. Not beyond. Not over. Not removed. Not distant. Not separated. Not anymore. Rather, among, next to Present, accessible, knowable, seeable, touch a With us. sinful. fallen, broken, inconsistent, afraid, limited. Insecure, insufficient, needy, prideful, arrogant, stubborn, selfish, judgmental, petty. Us. God came to us. In all of our mess, God came to us. God wanted to come to us to be with us, to love us, and to save us from Satan, from sin and death, and save us from ourselves. He came to draw us. He came to lead us. Yes, He is the Savior. But yes, He is also Lord and King. Which is why we sing joy to the world. The Lord has come and let earth receive her King. That's why we sing that. The holy, holy, holy God gave the most beautiful, precious, unstained, priceless gift that could ever be given himself himself he gave this gift to the most undeserving unqualified unrighteous unworthy recipient ever humanity you and me the very ones who had him in the very beginning in the garden and threw it away. The very ones who had been delivered from 400 years of slavery. The very ones who kept breaking his law and breaking faith daily. What greater love and mercy and forgiveness is there than this God coming to us, giving us his presence and dwelling among us? This. Because he says, not only will I come to them, I will give my life for them. There is no Easter there's no Resurrection Sunday without Christmas. Without the birth of the Savior. There is no death and resurrection of the Christ without the birth of the Christ child. There is no eternal life in heaven without a newborn life in a manger. There is no Jesus breathing out his last breath on the cross without a baby Jesus taking in his first breath in the manger. There is no empty tomb without a full pregnant belly of the virgin. There is no Easter without Christmas. There is no salvation without the birth. This is why we sing, down in a lowly manger, our humble Christ was born. And God sent us salvation, that blessed Christmas morn, so we go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, everywhere. That Jesus Christ is born. That is why we sing that. That is why we celebrate. That is why Christmas matters. And to commemorate this great act of God giving us his presence and dwelling among us and living to die for us. We go and we buy and we give sweaters (laughs) and toys and jewelry and ties and slippers. And we stress out. We stress out about the buying and we stress out about the giving and we stress out about the money and we stress about the parties, and we stress about the schedule. And we worry if so and so will like the sweater. And if I spend enough on each kid, and if they all got the same amount of stuff, did I spend the right amount of stuff? Did I spend equally on everybody? And how am I gonna pay for all this in January? It's also petty when you think about it. When you think about it in light of God with us. Christmas is about celebrating God's presence with us so he could save us. And we so often reduce it down to giving each other trinkets. to honor his presence, wouldn't it make more sense to celebrate by giving our presence? Giving our presence to God. Coming before him every day. In prayer and in worship. Walking in faith and obedience every day saying, I am here for you. Here I am. Send me today. Giving our presence to others, befriending the lonely, helping those in need, encouraging the struggling, giving our presence to our families, engaging with each other, talking with each other. Playing with each other. Laughing with each other without a screen in sight. Giving our presence to our city. Giving to our city. Serving our city. Leading our city. Praying for our city. Loving our city where God has placed us. Shouldn't we find every lost friend, every neighbor, every coworker, every classmate and family member and not just bring them to church but introduce them to Jesus? Isn't that the truest gift? Isn't that the best gift? Shouldn't our presence in their lives lead them to the presence of the Savior? Shouldn't we be not so concerned about our schedule and what we have time for or our reputation because of who we're with or where we're at if it means reaching out and if it means befriending and if it means sharing hope with those who are lost? Jesus, God with us, Jesus who dwelt among us, Jesus was so present with those who needed hope That only his presence could give, that he was called a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. That was the reputation he had. Some of you today are in desperate need of this presence. Desperate need of this presence. You are lost, you are hopeless, you're feeling the distance some of you need to receive this gift of God's presence you're stuck on the treadmill of not being good enough you're stuck on the treadmill of trying to do the right thing of trying to keep the law and are in desperate need of grace and forgiveness that you will only find in Jesus because it doesn't matter if it's 613 laws, it doesn't matter if it's 10 laws, it doesn't matter if it's one law, because you just can't do it. You just can't. What you can do, what you can do, is receive the gift of grace and forgiveness from Jesus today because he is full of grace and truth. That is why he came to be God with us so he could save us from our sins. And then you, upon your faith in Christ, Where he takes your sin and credits you with his righteousness. You become a new child of God. You are saved by Emmanuel, by the word made flesh, and along with the rest of us who are saved, we give our presence to others. And we pray that our presence drives them to the presence of the Savior. So I challenge you make a decision to de-emphasize the gifts and the schedule and the expectations and the chaos that this year brings and reallocate yourself to others. Give your time. Give your love. Give your service. Give your words. Give your heart. Give your life as God has given you his. Give your presence this Christmas as God has given us his presence. i going to ask you to stand, please. And I will ask that our prayer teams would now come forward. We are going to sing a song, and just not a chorus of it. We're going to take a few minutes. We're going to sing this song. I just feel that there needs to be some time to respond to this great message. Great, not a great message, but great news of God with us, of the word dwelling among us, of the gift of presence and the hope that it brings. As we sing this song, God with us, if you need God's grace and forgiveness, if that's you, if you're stuck on the treadmill of doing the right thing and trying to keep the law, and you desperately need that grace and forgiveness, come forward. And get some prayer. Pray with someone. They are they're offering their presence to you right now if you are wanting to reallocate yourself this year and give more presents to others this Christmas and try to get off the Christmas crazy cycle, come forward and pray with someone. If you have any other need that only Jesus can meet because of his loving presence, come forward and pray with someone. Let's pray together. Father God, Oh, you're good to us. You give us the most glorious gift to the most undeserving people. You give us all that we need through your grace. And you have met every requirement that you have put forth through your Son. Lord, I pray that you draw people to your presence today. I pray that people are encouraged with your presence today. And I pray that this Christmas we can make it matter more than ever as we give others our presence. And we ask this in your holy name. Amen.